Hello campers and welcome to your first installment of Friday Night Frights. That's Genevieve. <laughs> yeah. And the less crazy sounding one is Caitlin. Oh, thank you. I am a little slap happy because we just recorded a full other episode before this and we are sitting in a very hot room. My butt is sweating. Yep. My boobs are perspirating. I'm excited to go see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny later. So it's going to be a good, good night. But it wasn't for... Actually, I guess it kind of was a good night. It was almost a really bad night for the people we're going to be talking about in yes. this very first Friday Night Frights episode. And... Like we gave you a little hint about before, we wanted to use this to talk about spooky things, supernatural things, things that go bump in the night, and that are generally unexplained by science. So, for the first Fright installment, we are going to be talking about the Wendigo. I don't know if I said that right. Wendigo. Wendigo? The Wendigo. Wendigo. I mean, I know stories and I know it from Supernatural. Yes, that was... However Jensen Ackles says it. mm, Yes, that was my first exposure to the Wendigo. I think I said that right. And I think there was also a movie that came out not too long ago called Antlers. Wasn't that an A24 film? Yes, I believe so. I didn't see it. I heard a lot of shit on it. Yeah, the trailer... It was a hard no for me because I try to stay away from those kind of movies because I'll never sleep again. But yes, I think it's one of the more commonly referenced, almost like werewolf type legends, but that is specific to Native American folklore. And we are going to actually tell you guys this harrowing story that we came across on reddit about a encounter that a couple had with a what they believed to be was a wendigo but before we do that we're going to give you a little bit of a background and history uh, referencing a legendsofamerica.com article on the Wendigo, the flesh eater of the forests. Oh man, the mountains call my number one. I'm just a bike size lottery ticket in the hand of the wand. So, in Minnesota's Northwoods, the forests of the Great Lake region and the central regions of Canada are said to live a malevolent being called a Wendigo. And in case you are wondering, this can be spelled W-E-N-D-I-G-O or W-I-N-D-I-G-O. This Wendigo is a creature who may appear as a monster with some human characteristics or as a spirit who has possessed a human being and made them monstrous. Wendigos are historically associated with cannibalism, murder, insatiable greed, and cultural taboos against such behaviors. It's known by several names. I'm probably going to butcher these, but here we go. The Wendigo, the 
Wittigo, Wittico, and Wittigo. Each roughly translates to, quote, the evil spirit that devours mankind. Native American versions of the creature spoke of a gigantic spirit over 15 feet tall that had once been human, but had been transformed into a creature by magic. Though the descriptions of the creature vary slightly, the Wendigo is generally said to have glowing eyes, long yellowed fangs, terrible claws, and an overly long tongue. Sometimes they are described as having sallow, yellowish skin, and other times they are covered with matted hair. The creature is also said to have several skills and powers, including stealth, and is a near-perfect hunter who knows and uses every inch of its territory and can even control the weather through dark magic. They are also portrayed as simultaneously gluttonous, but very emaciated from starvation. Wendigos are said to be cursed to wander the land, eternally seeking to fulfill their voracious appetite for human flesh, and if there is nothing left to eat, it will starve to death. The legend lends its name to the disputed modern medical term, Wendigo psychosis. Some psychiatrists consider it a syndrome that creates an intense craving for human flesh and a fear of becoming a cannibal. Ironically, this psychosis occurs in people living around the Great Lakes of Canada and the U.S. Wendigo psychosis usually develops in the winter in individuals isolated by heavy snow for long periods. Well, that will make anybody go crazy. The initial symptoms are poor appetite, nausea, and vomiting. Subsequently, the individual develops a delusion of being transformed into a Wendigo monster. And people who have Wendigo psychosis increasingly see others around them as being edible. Oh my god. Okay, Jeffrey, sit down. At the same time, they also have an exaggerated fear of becoming cannibals themselves. The most common response when a person showed signs of Wendigo psychosis was a curing attempt by traditional native healers. In past cases, if these attempts failed and the possessed person began to threaten those around them or act violently or antisocially, they were executed. There have been reports regarding this psychosis dating back hundreds of years. That is horrifying. And we're not going to spend time taking you through the full article here because it's pretty in-depth, but let's just leave it at this, is that there are many extensively well-documented instances ranging from, I would say, the the earliest one that is referenced here is 1600s through the early 1900s of people who are exhibiting this Wendigo psychosis and that is uh yeah absolutely don't eat terrifying mushrooms you cannot identify <laughs> don't eat mushrooms uh don't eat people bad moonshine oh fuck uh just in general 
like terrible undiagnosed mental illness. I mean, like so many possible things that could contribute to some sort of psychosis episode. But yeah, that's, I guess, kind of the sciencey way of trying to explain it. But all of the creature-like characteristics, I don't think that you would just become that from wanting to eat people. So there's also that more like monster, werewolf, Mm -hmm. demon creature kind of side to it that makes me think like, well, maybe it is an actual creature and Mm -hmm. not like a person. Or it is a person Uh, that has become a creature. Yep. Yeah. All I know is I don't want to fuck with one. (laughs) Certainly not. And yeah, so that kind of gives you the the history and the background of what a Wendigo is. And now that you are an expert, Caitlin is going to chill you to your core with a story that we found on Reddit. So... Mm -hmm. (laughs) so this was posted by namaste sexy Mm, that is such a great name and i wish i had that reddit (laughs) name but i don't and it is titled wendigo y'all wendigo y'all wendigo y'all all All right yep cutting straight to the point and here we go okay i posted this on a different apparently wrong sub, so I'm reposting it here in hopes it's the right spot. Okay, so after reading the story about the person's gas station encounter around Missoula, Montana, it's Missoula. on creepy encounters, here is my lengthy story of a similar encounter, though I never saw the creature in its entirety. Okay, but well, I love a creepy, long, in-depth encounter story. Mm-hmm. Here we go. My husband and I were honeymooning by driving our camping rig on overlanding there's a few spelling errors so you just bear with me okay you're good driving our camping rig on over landing and dirt roads from ghost town to ghost town i'm sorry honey this was a honeymoon y'all sure you weren't running from the law interesting (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anywho who am i to judge you do you boo We'd pick a town and camp near it for the night, and we'd been doing that for just about a week. Nothing special or creepy happened at any point, just some nature and some history. One town I was very excited about was Garnet, Montana. Please don't come for me, people. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just about an hour from Missoula, and we'd called our friends, who's an outfitter in Billings, for a place to camp. Okay. He said just up the mountain, there are flat spots. Now we have a 17-year-old Tahoe with big tires, a rooftop tent, and sleeping quarters in the cabin because we always travel with our two dogs and cat. Oh my gosh. Wow. So all we need is a decent spot, slightly hidden, and we're good. Okay. As we drive up the backside, and that's in bold, so important, backside of the mountain, off the main road, I see abandoned cars and a few rundown houses. Ooh. Nothing too weird, but I can't shake the pit in my stomach that's growing. Abandoned cars freak me yeah, out. Yeah, no, 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 the, no, Especially if it's somewhere kind of remote. And uh, then there, it gives me hill, hills, the hills, hills have, have eyes. Yeah, no. <gasps> no. Because what would drive somebody to just leave their car there and never come nope. back for it? No. Nope. 
We get further up and past the parking area for the ghost town, and the higher we drive, the more my instinctive anxiety kicks in. You know, the flight or fight. Adding to that, my dogs are going nuts. Mm, I'm done right there. Nope, 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 nope. They always know. Uh-huh. Of course, I wrote it all off as them needing to get out. So we finally find a flat spot, and I realize my husband and I hadn't spoken the whole drive up, probably about 45 minutes. Hmm. He goes to get out of the car to see if it's level, and I grabbed his hand, dogs barking and whining and pacing, and say, please don't turn the lights off. I think I saw eyes before we stopped. Oh, hell no. <laughs> nope. He just looks at me confused and says why he has to, but he'll leave the cabin lights on. When he gets out, all I can think about is how it's watching. I don't even know what it is, but I sensed it follow us from where the eyes flashed. Oh my god. So she saw the eyes flashing as they were driving? Yes. Okay, and then she felt like something was following them, Mm -hmm. and then they stopped And the husband was like, I need to get out of the car. And she was like, no. And he was like, yes. He's like, I'm a white man and a white man in a scary movie. Ain't no quitter. Ain't no bitch. Meanwhile, the dogs are just going fucking berserk. And that's fine. (sighs) When he gets back in, I tell him not to let the dogs out yet. And he just says, we just should go. Something isn't right. <gasps> oh my god. That uh, the minute my the light hole the- just clenched. <laughs> because I'm picturing my husband and I in this scenario who I am the wife in this scenario and my husband is the husband here who is basically like you hysterical woman calm down there's nothing, there's nothing. we're going to and but then if he were to then be like oh we gotta uh-uh. go. I uh-uh. would be shitting myself. I for somebody who's like I would nope out so fast. Yes, a open skeptic. And I don't even know if that guy was necessarily. I'm just inferring my own experience into this. But the person who is like the skeptic of the group or the couple mm-hmm. or the partnership that's like the minute they like oh. are like uh yeah that is like fuck. <laughs> I could have just charged it up to my anxiety. Then the rest of us already with spiritual sensitivities have like, our souls have left. <laughs> that is horrifying. Okay, so he has now... He's like, nah, we're we need to go. Out. Now, we camp a lot and I get spooked, but my husband never does. Oh, yep, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We usually hang out and I relax and it's fine. He's never left a spot because I've been alarmed. So when he said we should go, I knew he felt it too. Oh my God. No. We head down a different road, the paved one to I-90, driving fast. I looked in the rear view mirror, but the dogs were in the way and the tent is so dark, you can't see well at night. But there was a rumble like something big was (gasps) running. The tension is growing, dogs are pacing, and he and I are bickering Oh, gosh. Oh. And it starts snowing hard out of nowhere. We come around a turn and a stark white rabbit dashes in front of the car and we hit it. A hush fell all over us after that until we got down the mountain onto a side road. All anxiety we felt was gone. Mm. Cut to the other side of Missola where we camp. Zero creepiness until the next day. Oh, my God. 
As we're driving back to Garnet on the main mountain road we came out of, we notice a point when we ascend the mountain that we both start feeling nervous. I look at my husband and after we made the big turn and said, where's the rabbit? Oh my gosh. Where's the rabbit? It was gone. No carcass, no blood, no animal tracks, no trace it had ever been there. Huh. And like, I've hit animals before and like, I go back on the track yeah. and I'm like, I got to pay my condolences. And I'm like, there's no way nothing yeah. was there. Yeah. It, especially if there wasn't, I'm curious too, if they looked like on the front of their car, you know, to see yeah. if there was like fur or blood or something on it. But you're right. Like the couple times I have tragically hit an animal RAP, it's like there's immediately stuff on the road mm-hmm. or it's right off to the side of the road. And if you hit something that small too, it's not going to like go super far off to die. Like it's just going to be dead instantly and it's going to yeah, be right there. Yeah, it's not like there. a deer that hit the bumper and it yeah. goes pew. Oh, yeah. Flying. Yeah, so that is surprising that there was nothing at all. But they, she continues, she says, okay. I can believe that something got it, but no trace of it question mark oh yeah like an animal picked it up Mm -hmm. yeah we were the first people up no other tire tracks besides ours on the way down and i would think you'd see blood or something but it was gone the Hmm. snow wasn't deep enough to have buried it because we could see our distinct tracks from the previous night no rabbit so we get to the ghost town so interesting by the way (laughs) i'm sure it is ghost town and we're talking to the rangers about the creepiness on the mountain and one of the guys says yeah, there's something up there. I wouldn't stay by myself at night. <gasps> and the other smiles and says, what exactly did you see and feel? So I tell him I felt fear, deep primal fear, that it was old, not human, hadn't been human for a while, if ever. I said it wasn't a ghost and it wasn't a living crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a local crackhead. A local crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> I said I felt like it wanted to eat me, which I know is strange, but I felt like we were being hunted. And oh. I said at one point I thought I saw its red eyes, but I couldn't be sure. And I think it followed us from where I had seen its eyes, like stalking. Mm-hmm. He says, there's a Wendigo up here. Oh, Do you know what that God. is? Our listeners do because of the history uh-huh. we just gave them. Oh, my God. But she says, I didn't. But when he described the lore, I almost cried. Oh, my God. That was exactly it. Down to the eyes. A few months later, I'm telling this story to my stepmother, who's been researching American Indian symbolism. And she says, you know what rabbits are, right? Of course I do not. (laughs) Because rabbits are rabbits. Rabbits are often believed to be warrior spirits. And they say that when the rabbit comes, he's fighting for you. That rabbit sacrificed himself for you guys that night. A chill ran over me and my husband looked at me and said, after the rabbit, it stopped chasing us. Yeah. I had never mentioned I thought it chased us. So, because they didn't talk at all. Yeah. So, like, how we knew that it was chasing them. So, her husband also had the feeling that they were being chased. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that was it. Wow. Wow. But that is insane. Or were there any um particularly good comments on um, the thread? Oh, that this, is crazy. Uh, this is a little bit of a long 
comment. I can skim it real quick. Okay. But this person says, I've seen it up close. I moved out of Montana a few months ago, but this happened a couple of times. The first time, I was on a smoke drive in high school back then (laughs) with my girlfriend and some friends. I'm sitting in the passenger seat looking at her driving. The window Mm -hmm. is down to air out the car. It's a really dark back road around Belgrade and Dry Creek area. Okay. Nothing out of the ordinary for small farm towns. Well, as we're talking, I see something run past the car. It seemed to look human-ish. It was going in the opposite direction, and I was the only one who noticed it. And it wasn't the weed either. (laughs) Human-ish is so scary. Mm. No. Well, it wasn't the weed because I heard a very distinct whoosh sound, like when you drive past something. Okay. I have no idea where the thing could have come from either. There was a small, smaller tree line, but mostly just empty farmland. And what do I know is after I saw it, my entire attitude towards the happy-go-lucky teenage night we were having was gone. I've always thought it was a Wendigo. Come to find out, it was. Oh my god. But I'll get into that part. So maybe I'll just continue reading. Okay. The second time, same shit, different day, so to speak. Same Mm -hmm. goals, but different people and a different road. This This road was long and dirt with no trees for acres, if not miles in any direction. Okay. I'm sitting in the passenger side. I dropped a lighter and my friend in the back is helping me look for it with his flashlight. Next thing we know, our driver starts to yell at us to turn the light off. He had a really strong sense of urgency and fear about it that made things seem off. Oh my god. Us thinking it was the sheriff quickly regain our composure. But to Mm -hmm. our surprise, there's no headlights in front of us, no animals, nothing. But he starts driving faster, constantly looking in his rear view, rambling about how he saw something cross the road in front of us. Said it looked like a person, but also said looked like a deer. Well, me piecing together my past experiences with the nearby road previously mentioned, started to ask clarifying questions. I asked why he thought it looked like a person. He said it was standing on two legs. I asked if it was jumping deer. Extremely common in Montana back roads. Uh-huh. He said no. Also stated... It crossed the road in two steps and disappeared before we stopped looking for the lighter. Oh my god. I explained what I had seen, and disturbingly enough, they matched up pretty well. Now, I've read about Wendigo, and I've heard that they have different looks Mm -hmm. to them depending on where you live. Yeah. But most commonly, in the mountains, have deer antlers. Interesting. That is terrifying. Well, we move on to the third time if you want to hear about that. Oh my god. Okay. So this actually takes place in between the first and second time. How many needs to put down the weed? Yeah. Yeah. I only put it down here because it provides more of a sense of solidarity for the rest. I had a friend mm-hmm. whose mother grew up on those same back roads when the town was less populated. Mm-hmm. Turns out what we had seen was a common occurrence for them. She had said when she was younger, her and the handful of kids on her route would see and be followed by the creature going to school in the mornings. What? She said it only happened during the winter season, and the running theory for why that is is because in the buses come before sunrise, depending on where you live. I never rode the bus or was around 40 plus years ago, so I'm not sure how well that holds up. (laughs) But what I do know is when I told her what I had seen, she didn't look at me in a weird way or say I was just stoned and seeing things. Mm -hmm. She knew I was seeing her childhood monster, and that sent a chill down my spine. (sighs) I have never been able to get over 
moral of the story is Montana has Wendigos. Don't drive alone at night because Bigfoot's out there too. <laughs> but that's a much shorter story and for a different thread. I would be less afraid of Bigfoot than I would. Uh, yeah, that, Wendigo, to be I don't honest. know. That is uh, because there was nothing about what we read of their history that wasn't like dark and malevolent. I think Bigfoot's just trying to live her life and doesn't want people to bother her. But fuck that Wendigo. That's like that's a, a no. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, well, that's yikes. what we have about Wendigos for today. Yeah. Wow. That was a great uh, comment. That was a full blown story. Ah. Damn. But now Jen's got something oh, a little yeah. bit different. Okay, so this is my personal story of something that I've been saving that actually literally just happened to me last night. And she has waited to tell me. I have on waited. Here and I am. She is ready. I know. Yes. So without getting into too much background detail, and these stories are... I'll save them for other times, but I have a well-documented history of those who know me of having premonition-like dreams where I will have a dream, it's usually around two or three in the morning, and the dream, if it is a premonition dream, always involves me abruptly just being plunged into the dream I am a child and I am in a situation that was very familiar to me in childhood, like being in my childhood bedroom or being in a place that I would go to a lot, like a particular beach or being at my grandparents' house. But And it's always the same set like for these specific dreams. It's always yeah, it's always a that I am a child, like usually eight, nine, ten years old. And that I am in a Genevieve's childhood setting. So last night, I usually am someone that dreams pretty frequently. But these particular types of dreams always have that very specific set of parameters. Mm -hmm. And last night, I was plunged into a dream where I was laying in the bed in a room in my grandparents' house. And I was laying in the bed with my cousin, who I would go spend a lot of time with in the summers. And we had a blast, four-wheeling, you know, (laughs) just doing dumb kid stuff. And in my dream, we were laying in the bed in her room, just like we always did. And I was even doing what I always did as a kid when I would stay with her because they had these those like naughty pine board walls and I would look at you know when you're a kid you like Like look at the yeah at the shapes and be like oh that looks like a dog that Mm -hmm. looks like a whatever so I she had already fallen asleep and I was just laying in the bed again in my dream looking at the walls and all of a sudden I was overwhelmed with a feeling of like intense terror and fear like something really bad was about to happen and that feeling like a surge of panic that kind of bubbles up inside of you 
or that like rush of adrenaline. Anybody who's listening, I'm sure you know what that feels like, but I experienced that in my dream. And as I laid in the bed, I was just like paralyzed with fear and was frozen there for a few seconds. And then I jerked awake back in my own bed with my baby and my husband beside me everything was fine but my heart was racing and it took me a minute to be like okay that was a dream that was weird fell back asleep the next morning my sister calls me and she goes Jenny did you hear what happened last night uh in and then she named the town that Mm -hmm. our grandparents live in and but because it involves like my grandparents and my cousins. That's why I'm not giving specifics of places and stuff. But she's like, do you hear what happened last night in their town? And I was like, no, a what? And she's like, yeah, so this happened. Uh, my grandparents' house is situated literally right next to some railroad tracks. On the other side of those railroad tracks are several other homes that are similar to theirs that are set back a little ways into the woods, but they're very, very close, like within walking distance of their house. And she said there was a fire Uh that killed six people that was started by someone who wanted to kill those six people. And a seventh person. What the fuck? And a seventh person was airlifted via helicopter and is in critical condition currently at the hospital. And the person who set the house fire has been arrested. And basically that's all the details that we know right now. But the name of the person who was arrested Mm -hmm. was somebody that my mom knew as a child. And I really felt like I was going to pass out. Like, the bizarreness of that Yeah, you were... Coincidence. Your dream, you were in your mm-hmm. grandparents' house. And you could have been in yeah. any of your child... You could have yeah. been at your cousin's house. Yeah. But no, it was, it was that very specific room. She had a very specific comforter. And, like, you know, the walls were very specific. So... Uh, and there's even a specific smell, you know, like your grandparents' house smells a certain way. Like I was just, and I wasn't aware that I was dreaming. Sometimes when I dream, I'm yeah. aware that I dream, but it's almost like you're like, whoom, like you're just there. And that's how it was. It just, and then when you wake up, it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. I have dreams where it's like, that's just yeah. another memory. Mm-hmm. And so that town, which basically consists of just a very small cluster of homes, a railroad track, post office and a little church and a little country store that is that town and that is very deeply like intertwined into my just development and I have a lot of deep connection to that place my family like my entire family does it's where my my mom was raised where my many of my family spent so much time and so we all are very like deeply connected to that place and that level of like I mean and I'm please do not misunderstand me I'm not making this about myself because like fuck myself like six people died and that is horrible but 
But you somehow knew. Yeah, that there was like a connection that my subconscious had that something was happening. Um, And just to give uh, a very brief, like to back up this story. And Caitlin, I've told you about this Mm -hmm. before. But I had a dream that, uh, again, I was thrown into a childhood scenario where I was like, eight or nine years old I dreamed that I was at the beach in the water with my childhood best friends and my siblings there was a group of us that always went to the beach multiple times a week in the summer and again grew up together knew each other very very well and I really see them as family well I had not seen or spoken to them in years Mm -hmm. because life goes by and I live in another state but I had a dream that I was a child in the beach, or um, excuse me, at the beach, in the water, playing with my childhood friends. And all of a sudden, one of them, who was the younger brother of my best friend, started to get pulled under the water by something. And we were all scrambling to grab him and pull him up. Mm -hmm. And we did. Um, But it was like there was something that had him that was pulling him under the water. And we ripped him up and in my dream I jerked awake had that feeling of panic let it pass and then fell back asleep the next morning Mm. I got a text that he had been in a horrific car accident and he survived but barely and by the grace of God has made a full recovery but It was in the middle of the night when I had that dream when he was coming home late from a job. And it was so insane that I texted my friend and I told her, whose little brother it was, Mm -hmm. I told her that I had that dream and she said, oh my God, I have had several people this morning text me that they dreamed that something happened to him. Isn't that insane? So fucking creepy. Like, isn't that insane? So I don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I can get into many other ones that oh, I've yeah. had. But that just is two examples. So you know that it was not just like a one weird coincidence thing. But I... Ugh, I hate those feelings. Because uh, mine's a little bit different than yours. But you also have... Yeah. And you say like, what And I'll yours go into is. that like more deep yeah. later because <laughs> I'll just word vomit. But I hate that feeling. Yeah. And of like you have a feeling that something's yes. going to happen and like a knowing that and it i've will had happen. dreams where i haven't had like premonition dreams mm-hmm. but i have i've had dreams of people dying mm-hmm. and saying goodbye to me and then oh. i wake up the next morning and they i mean that might just because i worked in a nursing oh, home yeah. for so long yeah. but like multiple deaths i would like i would yeah. get to work and i'd be like they passed didn't yeah. they yeah oh my gosh yeah it's there's something to that i mean i just i don't want to see dead real. people please i don't i know jake when i just watched the sixth sense yesterday <laughs> i don't want to see dead people was that the first time you saw the Sixth? no sense? i saw oh, no okay. we both were talking about our <laughs> our traumas of watching it way way too young oh yeah it was oh, terrifying God. as a kid yeah now that it's would. just i'm like i wish i could see that movie with like for the first time again yes as an adult mm-hmm. yeah yeah well man 
don't have any dreams of your childhood that yeah. involve me, please. <laughs> I will do Unless my best. Unless it's winning the lottery. I'll tell you. And I you. will share. But yeah, pay attention to your dreams, guys, because you never know what they're trying to tell you. Oh, I... <laughs> my dreams are so fucked. <laughs> we won't listen to them. Usually they're utterly meaningless and just because I took a Benadryl or ate a slice of pizza late at night. But every now and then it's that. It's got to oh. be those few very specific like little things. But that... every time you've told me a story, mm-hmm. you have, you're have a child mm-hmm. and you are somewhere in like Charleston. A childhood like setting. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And ah. then, oh. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that'll do it, guys. Hope that Friday night Friday in entertained y'all. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and like we say over on the main episodes, mm-hmm. please feel free to email us your stories. Yes, please do. You can DM them to us, too, on yes. Instagram. Um, you know where to find us. Mm-hmm. Camping is canceled. Yep. Instagram and tiktok Mm, yes and i'm gonna put the screws again to my friend she knows who she is but she has some really creepy (gasps) culty stories of survival that she needs to um send us people walking on walls yes scurrying places they shouldn't be scurrying (laughs) (laughs) i'll get the holy water in a spray bottle Yes. So please send us those because we really want to talk about them. But that's all for now. Yep. Nighty night campers. Lights out.